What good can come from Iowa? Welcome to Practical Rambling Fathers. This is Father Brian. And this is Father Tay. Today we have a guest with us. Father Andy Vogel. He's also the chaplain at the Newman Center and a couple of parishes too as well. So welcome, Father Vogel. Oh, yeah, thank you guys for having me. Today we're going to talk, continue our women's retreat and to talk about um, modesty and talking about beauty and loveliness of women. And the father has a very interesting uh, talk that he gave at the Newman Center a while back. Uh, and father, what is the name of the talk, Father Andy? Uh, I titled the talk, Everything I Know About Feminine Beauty I Learned from a Chalice. Um, I actually stole, not the title, but I stole the the idea actually from Monsignor Cook, uh, Monsignor Tom Cook. Nice. Um, so he gave um, a homily, uh, well now years ago, we're all getting old, um, on, uh, he gave a, a, a talk, a homily on modesty um, using the chalice, and so I just kind of expanded that, um, and was able to give, I don't know how long your homilies are, but you know, like five, six minutes, but I was able to take that homily and kind of expand it out to That's like awesome. an hour long talk, so, um, which I did last Easter season, last spring, so, yeah. Beautiful. Good, kind of a, inter- or a kind of precursor into mass and beauty, the beauty of the mass and beauty of women. Um, perfect, awesome, I love the yeah, the thought process of that and to walk through that. So first, let's talk about, um, yeah, what um, what the chalice kind of is and represents, I guess, in the Mass, um, if that's kind of where it went. Yeah, so kind of at least from that point of view, I guess a jumping point could be to think of uh, along the terms of the theology of the body. Mm-hmm. So we think of, you know, maybe even Ephesians 5, right? Uh Husbands love your wives as Christ love the church, right? And we think of, um, you know, dare we say that the Eucharist, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus is literally giving his body to his bride. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, so the priest, in persona Christi, and the person of Christ is saying, this is my body, this is my blood. So he literally is giving his body and blood Mm -hmm. to his bride, the the church, uh, giving... Uh, the church life, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, as a husband and wife, you know, not, what did they say nine months later, you might have to give it a name. So, right, so there's that sense that, you know, that in the mass, that Christ is literally giving his body as food and life for his bride, the church. And so we think of, you know, Jesus saying, it's not. You who first loved me, but I who first loved you. And so there's a sense that, you know, that Christ loves first. We so Christ first loves, mm-hmm. and then we first receive, mm. uh, and then we obviously we see that love, and then love God back. And just I mean, there's so many parallels to marriage and relationships. You know, traditionally guys ask the women out. You know, just yeah. that the the bridegroom initiates the love, and so here Christ God is initiating. That exchange of love, and so uh, if we're supposed to be first the receiver, um, the re- uh, receiving that love, like we think of the chalice specifically, yeah. like 
you know, the the water and wine are poured into the chalice and changed into the blood of Christ. The, the chalice is literally receiving mm. the blood of Christ. Yes, um, yes. And so the sense that um, that uh, women, you know, are those that you know that first receive, and you know, someone once said, you know, why why is there such an attack on authentic feminism mm. in the world? It's yes. because Women remind us, uh, humanity as a whole, yeah. of how that receptivity that we're supposed to have to God. Correct. And so the chalice, you know, uh, in the Eucharist, in the Mass, reminds us that, of that receptivity uh, that is found in women and found in femininity and reminds not just women but all of us that that receptivity that we're supposed to have to God. Mm-hmm. Um so, uh, so if the chalice is that sign or that symbol of of receptivity, you know that you know feminism too is supposed to kind of be an icon of, um, you know, there's a sense that you know, uh, yeah, that the the chalice receives Christ in the Eucharist. Now, in the olden days, mm-hmm. um, before. Any of us, the three of us, <laughs> even though I'm, yeah. even though I'm 180 years old, um, but be, even before my time, uh, in the extraordinary form of the mass, a lot of priests. Or I should just say back then, um, there was something called a chalice veil that was often yeah. used uh, at mass, and so when you think about the chalice veil. Like, why did the chalice veil exist? Why was it there? You know, is it because the chalice is ugly? You know, and mm. yes, I mean no, but like, but like, I I have like a a travel basket. You yeah, guys yeah, have those too. Yeah. Like, I I have no idea, but I'm guessing like that little chalice was probably like, well, ten fifteen dollars. You know, right. just like. Yeah. Little gold plating over who knows what, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yep. Um, I don't Pure think it's wood. iron. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, not, not that heavy, but yeah, I mean it's not that much. Um, but then, you know, I also have you know what they call like a, um, you know, I well I forget exactly the terminology, but like I have a, a chalice that you know I received for ordination. Yeah. Um, and I I know that at least at the time when I was ordained in 2010, that that chalice was worth seven thousand dollars, brand new. Right. Um. Right. And uh, I've had several cars since then. But when I was first <laughs> sure. ordained, yeah. I I told my service now be careful with this. This this yeah. chalice is worth more than my car. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. You know. Uh, so. So there's a sense that, you know, these chalices are meant to be beautiful. And mm-hmm. yeah, like, why would we cover them? Yes. You know, in the sense that the chalice is not covered because it's ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's covered because it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And when we look at the world, the world tells women two things. Correct. Yeah. One, your body is is good, mm-hmm. is... I mean, and it, it, it yeah. is good. Women's bodies are good, and they are beautiful. And so, you know, this is what the world says. And so, what do you do with that? Oh, you need to flaunt it. You yes. need to, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe even uh, 
what do you call it, use it to your advantage or yeah, exploit yeah. your beauty for your own personal gain. Right. Um, and so then, you know, you get all, you know, all sorts of things, everything from, you know, pornography to, um, you know, to, yeah, to sleeping around or dressing immodestly or, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, that, um, that, that beauty is, is flaunted for, um, reasons of pleasure or, or money or gain or whatever and not for authentic love. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah we, um, yeah, we often hear the excuse. I've heard women all the time says, well, Father, isn't then just the men's fault, right? Because what if God, like you said, my body was good, so what's wrong with me being confident uh, yeah. about it, right? Yeah. So how would you yeah. encourage... That's how the world sells it. Yeah. So how yeah, the, I want, yeah. And, and yeah. the women should be confident. They should be confident that they, they yeah. are beautiful. They are, that, I mean... Uh, I'm sure you've talked about this before, but like as, mm-hmm. as Catholics, we believe that we're not just a body, we're, um, you know, we're, you know, we're not like gross materials. So we're just a body. Yeah. We're not like, um, you know, just completely spirit. Like we're not just a spirit trapped in a body. Yeah. Yeah. You know that as a human being, we're this body soul mm-hmm. entity, mm-hmm. and so you know, it's uh, the a woman's body is a part of who she is, and. No, God doesn't like I tell people. God doesn't create crap, you know. Yes. Like nope. God uh, created every woman, beautiful body and soul, and so it's not that. Um, yeah, it's not that her body is bad. Her body, every woman's body is good, and she should have confidence in that. Mm-hmm. You know, confident in who God created her uh, body and soul. Mm-hmm. But you know. But yeah, you know, it's good to have confidence in that. But like, how I always say, like, you know, modesty is, is for two things in some ways. Mm-hmm. That you know, one, it's to ensure that um, that you're treated as a person, not as an object. Right. You know, um, I don't know my um, superheroes very well. What is that world where Wonder Woman lives, or like where it's all women? Themyscira? Women lived in a society yes. of all women. Yeah. Like, it would be okay to go around yep. naked, you know. Like, your body is good, mm-hmm. but in a um, and so, uh, but in a fallen world where you also have men, mm-hmm. fallen men, um, you there's a sense that uh. That your uh, mm-hmm. that to, to protect your good, yeah, and not to to be lusted after or taken advantage of mm-hmm. or looked at in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like um, you deserve to be treated with dignity, correct, and never with lust. And so yeah. to help that happen, mm-hmm. um, to to dress modestly. You know, but I always, I always tell women, you know, but at the end of the day, lust is always the sin of mm-hmm. the person who's lusting. Mm-hmm. Like, theoretically, if you, if you have the right intentions, yeah. um, a woman could streak down the street naked, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, <laughs> but it's like, but it's like her, um, but it's, so lust is always on the the, 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 the part of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. um and so like you know 
uh, was the story of the two bishops, right? Like yep. one yeah. like looks at her and weeps, yep. and the other one looks away and it's like, which one did the right thing? Well, they both did. It's just like, but that's where they were in the the journey of holiness. Like right. one could look at the beauty of the woman who was being exploited and and, and cry because that she was being exploited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other was you know in a place in his faith journey where he needed to look away and mm-hmm. so. Though, so that his heart would be full of lust. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and so, lust is always on the part of the sinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but to to um, to encourage the op- the chances that she's treated as a person, not as an object, yeah. it's good to dress modestly. And then, uh, maybe to a lesser extent, like you know, um, if she cares about the eternal soul of her mm-hmm. brothers and sisters her brothers in Christ Correct. you know to dress modestly um, but anyways I was saying so the first re- first like thing that the world tells women is that you have to be yeah confident yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. you know um, in your body that your body is good and that you you know you can even use it to to your advantage or however you want to put that the second option that the world presents mm-hmm. is the opposite right like mm-hmm. You know, you need you. You should be ashamed of your body. Yeah. You know, you're fat or you're ugly or yeah. you're not good enough. You don't, you know, you. I don't know. You need uh, to get. I don't even know my terms. You, uh, you know, a breast implant or you need. You know, yeah, this yeah, augmentation exactly. or you need. Uh, yeah, and it's just like your body is bad, mm-hmm. and like therefore I don't know. You should go around and sweat baggy sweatpants and stuff all the time. I mean, sweatpants are good when yeah, you're out. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, we're I'm all about, like, leisure wear. Like, Correct. that's fine. Um, but, like, there's a sense that, you know, um, yeah, that the world tells that women that their body is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it should be covered, right? Correct. You know, and so these are the two options that women seem to have in mm-hmm. the world is your body is, is good and amazing and beautiful, and women's bodies are all that, but therefore you should exploit it. You should have confidence in it, yeah. and you should show it off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other is that your body is bad. You know, you shouldn't show it to anyone. You shouldn't reveal it to anyone. Mm-hmm. No. And it's just like, but there is a third way. Yes. <laughs> no. Well, um, I'll ask you about that. What's the and, medium way? Yeah, and there's the third way. And I think we can learn this, you know, from the chalice. So that The chalice, again, is beautiful. Most chalices are beautiful, you know. And so, but uh, at least in the old right, they remain covered until when? Yes. Right. They, they were covered until they started to prepare the chalice uh, to receive the blood of Christ, and so it remained. Uh, and so in the in the mass, we would say that it was covered until throughout the the liturgy of the word. Mm-hmm. But when you got to the liturgy of the Eucharist, Correct. that that preparation of receiving the body and blood of Jesus, the chalice is finally unveiled. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can think of you know a woman like dressing modestly mm-hmm. until her wedding night. Mm-hmm. Right, that here is a guy who has promised before family and friends, mm-hmm. I will love you till you know death do us part. Correct. You know, hopefully they know each other well enough that they can, they you know can see 
the other a person to be loved and not an object to be lusted at. Mm. And like I always tell couples, like the ideal is to be like Adam and Eve before the fall. Yeah. Right. Like uh, Genesis two twenty four. Mm-hmm. Like you know they were naked and without shame. Exactly. Because they saw in the naked body of the other a person to be loved and not an object to be lusted after. And so like what is the first thing that happens after the fall? They so fig leaves or whatever right Mm -hmm. so they cover those parts of the bodies that distinguish them as men and women as men and 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 women so um because they saw in the gaze of the other the gaze of lust and no longer the gaze of love and so they they cover themselves to help promote to re-promote that the gaze uh, of love rather than the gaze of lust Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's the fallen world that we live in. And so, but ideally, you know your spouse so well that, you know, that on your wedding night, you see mm-hmm. the gaze of love and not the gaze of lust upon mm-hmm. your naked body. And so, um, so when the the woman is ready to receive you know, uh, I don't know how graphic we can get on this yeah. podcast, but um, but you know when the <laughs> plug your ears, <laughs> but like when the 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 wife is ready to receive, in some ways the very body, the very life of her husband. Yeah, it's then that she's uncovered. Yes, that she that uh that her body in all its beauty and glory is unveiled. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the one who who loves her as a person mm-hmm. and not as yeah. an object, who has already laid down his life for her. And, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. What as Christ loved the church, what did Christ do? He died. He died for <laughs> Christ. So I always, I always think, I, I always think Ephesians five is harder on the husband than it, it is on the wife. We actually talked about Ephesians five. Yeah, yeah. We, yep. go yeah. listen to that one. That was a fun one. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then even you know looking back at the chalice and mass, like, then it's recovered afterwards. Right? Yes, it maintains. So, like, even afterwards, yeah. it retains the purity. And I love what you said, like, the beauty. Yep. It's not because of the ugliness of the chalice mm-hmm. recovered. It's because of its significance that recovered, right? And yeah. women being that ability to bear children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the ultimate good, or a good, very good good. Yeah. Um, Let's talk, uh, yeah, it, it almost evokes a sense of mystery, too. Like, for example... Like when I first just was just observing the Latin Mass, like when the f- priest first walks in with the chalice, you're like, what is he holding? Already it piques your interest, right? Yes. So, how, so how can we return and encourage that these um, those listeners out there, men and women, like how do we return back to being a person as a mystery instead of the object again? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Because every person is a mystery. I mean, we don't fully know ourselves. Either, yeah. Yeah. You know, and so. Um, Sometimes I feel like I the person that we know the least about is ourselves. Yes. But, um, <laughs> I have a good one-liner yeah. said at one of my homies. I said, you know, men, women, you know, you don't understand your husband. Husbands, you don't understand your wives. And I got done with preaching it, and I got to the back, and a husband came back and said, yeah, my wife, you know what's worse than a wife that doesn't understand you? I said, no. He goes, one that does. <laughs> Like I'm gonna totally use that in another homily. <laughs> my wife pretty much understands me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's but yeah, so, yeah, but there, yeah, there is a mystery, mystery to each mystery. of us, and yeah. you know, only God fully knows us. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, to allow um, 
to allow ourselves to enter into that mystery, you know, the sacredness of, of femininity. Yeah. You know, um, we uh, we talk about, you know, in the first creation story, especially like, you know, things go from uh, base to better, and like, you know, uh, what is the pinnacle of creation? Right. It's it's the woman. It's the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, and I think biology, yeah. you know, plays that, you know, plays that out. Like, you know, yeah. a woman's body is much more complex than a man's. You know, and, you know, and um, even lately, you know, um, it's been shown study after study that a woman's brain is even more complex than a man's right. brain. And so, mm-hmm. um, just... Uh, and not that women are in, in in some sense better, but it's just they are the the just even more complex. They're like you know the pinnacle creation, and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the you know femininity, uh, authentic femininity is an amazing thing. And um, like I always tell stories about like you know people like uh, Mother Teresa, like people would meet Mother Teresa like oh my gosh she's so beautiful and like mm. like. Um, and they're like, well, wait, like, she's, like, at least in my <laughs> life, like, she's an old oh, woman I'm hunched one. over, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I've seen out. pictures yeah. of her when they were younger years, yeah. but, uh, but, yeah, just, like, but the, there's this beauty to holiness. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and some people um, say that when they were in the presence of living saints that they smelled roses. Oh, um, yeah. And so the, you know, so the, that beauty, that holiness is its own beauty. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. Do you have any questions, Father? Epic. So one of right. So we said being modest, dressing modestly would be to cover or to make sure that the personhood is there. And then we got sidetracked. What was the second reason why modesty is? A, you said the first okay, one so was the, personhood the, the, and the, the second first, one was. So the first reason for modesty was for her good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that she's treated as a person, not yeah. as an object. And the second one is just, if I care about the eternal souls of my brothers oh, in Christ. Oh, so it's in community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that sense that 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 part of modesty, it would not be necessary on... That was Greek. This is the... Themyscira? Themyscira? I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I, guessing I, can't, I, can't, I can't even keep like what is it? The Avengers world apart from um, Justice League. We know. Yeah. yeah. We know. Yeah. I don't. Uh, They're superheroes. That's that, all I that'll know. be. My <laughs> father Bob Moran on here. Okay. Yeah. You're okay. good. You're good. Spider. Spider Man. Justice League. But. But yeah, like if it was just a society of women like that, that especially that second part would no longer be necessary. You right. Know, um, just that, um, you know, for for the good of the soul, the eternal souls of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of the fallen men around her, and you know, ideally that wouldn't be needed, but in a fallen world, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so the first reasons for her own good, that she's treated with dignity yeah. as a person. Um, and the second is for for the good of mm-hmm. the, those around her. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. And especially in your work as, 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 the, as the Newman uh, chaplain, especially, like, uh, have you seen, like, 
more struggles now than ever, uh, just even talking the, the idea of modesty or how do how the young women in college approach this topic? Yeah, it's, um, it is really, it's always uh, disheartening mm. to hear how many women have bought into either one of these, or, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes the like mm-hmm. into both of them. Yeah. That like at the, the same time. At the same time, yeah, like right, you know, like yeah. I need to go out and like you know dress a certain way to attract yeah. guys, yep. you know, stuff. But then like the, the evil ones right there saying like your body's bad, you're yeah. ugly, you know, right. like you're too fat, like this mm-hmm. is just like, yeah. um, and so yeah, like you know, like. You know, magazines are, are, are I don't want to look at magazines. They're anymore. a train wreck, but, but yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, covers, but yeah. whatever you want to call it. Even, like, social media, Instagram is horrible. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And, like, people, one of the women uh, were telling me about this app that, like, well, it used to take, like, a studio's, like, yeah. not a supercomputer, but, like, yeah. uh, but a very expensive computer in a studio. Yeah. You can now, like, edit photos on your phone. On your phone like, yeah. you can, like, shave off some of your leg. You can, like, shave off, like, part of your... Your... Gut. Gut, or whatever. Like, and, like... Yeah. And so you can, like, make all these, like, um, photo enhancements, yeah. or whatever you want to call it, like, literally mm-hmm. on your phone. Jeez. And so, like, what women are seeing on Instagram or... Mm-hmm. People use Facebook anymore. Snapchat. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, yeah, well, so. It yeah. is in so many ways, like, that's not a reality anymore. Mm. Yeah, right. It's edited. It's, yeah, it's edited. edited. Yeah. And it's just like, and so you have women, like, trying to compare themselves. And what used to be the unrealistic world of magazines, which, yep. like, it would take an editor, like, months to do or, like, or weeks to do. and yep. like, no, like now, like women can literally edit them in a couple of minutes on their phone, and then post them to Instagram. And like, this is what other women are like comparing themselves to. Is this like unrealistic? You know, I don't know. Um, standard. Of beauty. Um, of, of beauty, and so it, yeah. And so I, I see both of these lies, like overlapping each other like you know mm-hmm. like you know I, I have to put myself out there like no one's no guy's gonna be attracted to me if I don't dress a certain way right. yeah. if I don't um you know dress a little bit immodestly you know and then at the same time the evil one gets in there and says like no you're fat you're whatever whatever yeah. um and so it's just like you know they they yo-yo between this these two extremes you know, um, like you said, like, you know, within minutes or whatever, yeah, like, yeah. it's just like... And in the world, like, and then those wounds that happen from us in a broken world, like the yeah. evil one and even our own understanding of who we are becomes what I look like and we become super obsessed with everyone's thoughts about who me we are, yeah. versus yeah. who God is and we get distracted into those things and then mm-hmm. those wounds fester into all sorts of crazy sideways ways of trying to go about our life trying to find mm-hmm. love trying to find these different things but yeah. mm-hmm. it gets yeah. sidetracked um, yeah so just going back to uh you know so you know going, going back to the image of the chalice again you know i i, I love that image it's so beautiful beautiful before um 
Sorry, I'm <laughs> just thinking. You know, before you were talking about the receiving and the giving, right? So how can we encourage these young women you know, to view themselves the more if they empty of themselves and be filled with what really counts, right? Right? Like the image of who God views them. So how does one do that? How does one go back to the beginning and how, yeah. how God looks at them? No, that's a great question. And so, like, I tell people, like, yeah. don't ever take anything I say seriously <laughs> unless I tell you to. But, um, but like, I joke, I joke with sometimes yeah. with these women. I'm just like, especially in the confessional, yeah. like, you know, don't date stupid guys. <laughs> you know, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah. I said you already have a boyfriend, and they're yep. like, "No, I don't." I'm like, "Yes, you do." <laughs> no, you don't. No, I don't. Yes, you do. His name is Jesus Christ. Boom. You know, and um, you know, I have to be a little bit careful because yeah. you know sometimes women, you know, expectation of a guy can be like too much. Like they're looking yeah. for this yeah. perfect guy, and yep. you know, in a fallen world, perfect guys don't exist. Um, other than Jesus Christ, yeah. um, and so, but but at the same time, like you know, let Jesus Christ fill you up. Let Him affirm of who He created you to be. Um, let Him, you know, you know whether you know you're looking at song of songs or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or um, or Psalm, you know, one thirty nine, mm-hmm. you know, like. God knew you before you even knit in the womb of your mother. Mm. Like, um, God created you good. Mm-hmm. God loves you just the way you are. Mm. You know, God loves us enough to, like, want us to grow in holiness. Mm-hmm. But he also loves us right where we are. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's true of, of every woman, too, obviously. And so it's like... You know, you already have a boyfriend. You already have a guy in your life who loves you just the way you are. Mm. And so, um, so I guess the obvious answer is like, you know, spend time in prayer. Mm. Spending time in prayer with your beloved, with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, go to Mass. Receive your, receive your Savior, receive your boyfriend, whatever you want. Like, you know, in the Eucharist, you know, have that intimacy with Christ, and so that way you you will know when the right guy comes along. Yeah. Um, and you know a, a guy who um, who loves you uh, loves all that you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, your your good things, your bad things, um, but but yeah, it just loves you for who you are, not just what you are, but but who you are. Um, and so, yeah, there's worse of things than being single. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. You're going to wish you were single once we get married, so. So says the priest. So says the priest. I'm just talking married couples. That's all. That's all. I don't know what kind of married couples you are talking about. No, <laughs> no, they joke about it, though. Mm-hmm. They definitely so. joke about it. Mm-hmm. But that's true too. Like uh, marriage is not this ideal oasis. Uh, yeah. of Emily women, broke that uh, bubble last so. time. Emily good. Last broke that one. Good. Yeah. One so. Um, good. I think so. also you know I was thinking about modesty, right? So modesty is also like 
in a, even in a sense of speech, like it's for the higher call. Yeah. What is modesty overall? It's like I'm taking the higher road. I'm taking the higher call for my life. So like this is what the world offers me. This is how I'm going to dress. This is how the world offers me to talk. Yes. But like my higher destiny is actually to praise God. And so yep. like even yeah. even in our speech, and that even goes for men, right? Yeah. Locker like talk. locker talk, even yeah. women nowadays, right? Yeah. Cussing yep. and swearing, and even to be modest in our speech to like remind ourselves even as we talk like we're desecrating ourselves by speaking in low and earthly ways versus praising the lord and praising one another like mm-hmm. uh, the hierarchy of communication is like the highest is praising god the second is praising yeah. his creation and then it just goes down from there yeah nick picking each other and then blaspheming is yeah, pretty gosh, much yeah. like yeah. all below that so yeah. Like, wherever one we find it at, like, bump it up just, like, one, and then next month bump it up another one. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, like, even that, like, not only is it in dress, but it's also in, like, Speech, how I talk, music. how I listen, what I what yeah. I do to make myself walking the higher call. Yeah, like, how do, how do we... Yeah, I was just thinking earlier, you know, um, you know, Jason Everett, who yeah. does the yes. talks, like... He always like especially when it comes to modesty. He's, he's like ask. He says if you're asking how far is too far, like you're already down the wrong road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're asking, like, the, wrong you're asking <laughs> the wrong question. Like the question we should be asking is, what can I do? What should I do? Yeah. You know, um, and you know when it comes to dating, it's like you know it's like it's not like how far is too far before we've sinned or whatever. The question is like. How do I lead her towards holiness? Yes. How do I lead her closer to Christ? Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's why I tell couples, you know, not couples, they don't come to confession together, but um, but uh, maybe you guys, people no, that are in couples, yeah. but uh, but it's that, just no. like you know, I say like, if you truly love her, like yeah. you want what's best for her, like that. Saint Thomas says, like, well, in the good of the other, that's, that's the definition right. of Thomas's exactly. definition of love, and mm-hmm. so. If you will her good, if you will his good, you want what is best for her. And what's the ultimate best for any human person is to get to heaven. Yes. And so you want them to go in holiness. You want them to go closer to Christ. And so even to ask how far is too far, like if even if you're going down that road, like you're, you're already leading them away from Christ rather than towards Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and that's like so. the death to self part that people don't understand. Is like yeah. in order to love somebody, it is death to self to yes. some of yeah. the desires that are low and earthly compared to like yeah. the higher things. what the yeah. higher things that the Lord's calling me to do. Yeah. I mean, it won't be true of heaven, but but on this side of heaven, mm-hmm. all authentic love requires sacrifice. Right. Yes, blood's got to be shed. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Woo! Yeah. You know why? Because we took the apple. Dang it. Because no. did you so so uh, Bishop uh, Fulton Sheen went through this, but he looks at the creation story and says, "Where does sacrifice first happen? It actually happens when God Himself kills animals in order to put loincloths on Adam and Eve. Because first they have fig leaves, which fig yeah. leaves faded, and then He yeah. had to have sacrifice. Yeah. Blood had to be spilled in order for humanity to be." Clothed. to be clothed and yeah. then that and then he's like I could talk about that forever at this talk and I was like I really want you to but yeah. 
Oh, I, I love the first two like, chapters of Genesis. I could go on and on. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's so much in there, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah. It, did we do a Theonzo body yet? That I was kind of wondering that, did. but um, we can't touch it a little bit. But we can go deeper. We can always go deeper. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, I don't know if this is put into this talk, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, sometimes uh, in focus. Have you guys explained to your viewers what focus is? Go for it. Go for um, it. You got it. I'm not sure. You're the chaplain. Fellowship of Catholic University students. students. Yeah. Um, great organization. Um, Curtis Martin is the man. Um, <laughs> Shout out. But, uh, you know, yeah, we have uh, five focused missionaries mm-hmm. on the campus, and, you know, they often talk about what they call emotional chastity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so we can think of, like, chastity like you know not having you know sex so like actually chastity is broader than that broader chastity is uh living out of sexuality in a, in a way that's appropriate to our vocation yes. or station in life right and so obviously chastity for a married person looks very different than chastity for a priest but um but so they but but the, they talk about emotional chastity. And, I mean, it's for guys too. Everything that we said today also applies to men. Yeah. And, well, I should say everything, but um, a lot of things <laughs> yeah. that we said about yeah. uh, today applies to men. But um, but that emotional chastity, yeah. like you know, am I am I flirting with it, someone? You know, am I encouraging them to look at me in a way that? Mm-hmm. That is immodest, or like mm-hmm. you know, even though, Father, I wouldn't de- do anything, you know. But am I like giving the hint that I would, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so, you know, um, so that emotional chat, striving for emotional security in somebody, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, am, I, yeah, am I conducting myself in a way that, you know that gives off the idea of chastity, you know, even though I wouldn't physically do anything, but, yeah. like, you know, yeah. am I trying, either I'm not getting emotionally entangled with them or I'm not encouraging them to get emotionally entangled with me in a way that's not appropriate, yeah. you know, to our situation, right. to our station in life. Yeah. Awesome. We just hit 38 minutes. Anything else we got? Um, Any closing remarks there? Well, I just, like, I guess in my talk, I just said, you know, um, encouragement. The women need to encourage men to be chivalrous. You know, uh, yeah, don't settle. Um, You know, guys can be chivalrous, and and women need to encourage them to. Um, I remember when I was a boy, one time my mom stood by the door and I'm like, uh, what are you doing? She just stood there. And I'm like, uh, okay. And so, but she did. She wanted me to open the door for her. Mm-hmm. And it's not because my mom can't open doors. It's not like she's not strong enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yep. she can obviously open doors on her own. Um, but, uh, but, like, demand, encouraged chivalry, yes. you know, uh, from the men in your life. Have you heard about this, what, what chivalry is? Did you hear about, oh, so there's a speaker at Focus. I forget yeah. what her name was. 
Anyways, she was giving Maybe a song. Yeah, it was yeah. Sarah Swafford. Yeah, it was Sarah. And she goes, she was going around the country, and some Sioux Fall guy goes, what's shivery? And he goes, let's open up a door for a woman. And she goes, no, it has nothing to do yeah, with the door. That's her, her famous line. Yeah, that's her it's favorite line. It's not door. about the door, you know. Not and then, about then the like, door. Then, like, the whole entire room went quiet going, well, it's not about the door, what's shivery? And... What'd she say? She said it's anticipating the needs of the woman. Yeah. It's like, yeah. she's going to have not, to go through this door, so I'm going to open the not door. Not because they need it, but because they deserve it. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. Pinnacle of creation. It's the pinnacle of creation. They deserve the dignity of all the men uh, well, around yeah. her. Exactly. And so, um, and it's we not about it. the door. Exactly. Oh, yeah. uh, and we, yeah. we need to learn to, sa- as men, we need to learn to sacrifice, mm-hmm. to lay down our lives, as, as Christ did, as it says in Ephesians 5. Now, how can we do that in little ways? We can open doors, we can do other things, right? Um, and so, like, I'll open the door before crawling on the cross. No kidding. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so how do we, do the women encourage them in their life not to be lazy, not to be Correct. selfish, yeah. but to learn to sacrifice, to give, um, you know, and so um, we, we need, the world literally needs authentic masculinity and femininity yes. now more than ever. Yeah, they go hand in hand. And, yeah. you know, um, the, the angry... Um, feminism that says we don't need men and are evil. inherently evil. Yeah. You know that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, and the you know, I don't know if it, you even call it femininity, but this idea that you know that women are just there, you know, for the pleasure of men that they should just like you know lay you know, um, be, you know be exploited. Yeah, yeah, be exploited. Like yeah. that's not true either, and we need. This authentic femininity. You also need authentic masculinity. There is such a thing as toxic masculinity, yes. mm-hmm. but not all masculinity is toxic. Yes. And we need authentic femininity and masculinity. The world needs that more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're going to raise up um, a society uh, that you know is grounded in Christ, um, then we will. We'll, we'll have uh, authentic masculine femininity and so we need to turn back to Christ we need to turn back uh, to the Bible to the teachings of the church um, especially to the theology of the body yeah which um, I think we've talked about mm-hmm. and so uh, so when we do that we we start to understand what a great gift men and women are to each other mm-hmm. it, it's not about a power struggle yeah right it's not about like you know well, men have, you know, oppressed us for since the beginning of time until now, so we need to gain the upper hand. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, yep. history is not, but should not be about who's in power. Mm. Um, history, salvation history should be about how can we love the best. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Father Vogel. Those are beautiful words. Um, and then the, we can take a lot from it and just practice day by day. Um, you know, just encouraging your friends to be like, would this be something that you would say to your little sister, right? I, I've heard that comment before, yeah. right? Would you say that to your little sister? Would you do that if she was here? Yeah. Um, but yeah. you're right, we're, we're called yeah. for greatness. So thank you, Father yeah. Vogel, for having yeah. us. Yeah. And I hope this retreat for has us been... Having him. Uh, for us having him. Sorry. Did you just... Okay. What Language barrier. Yeah. It's my excuse for everything. <laughs> 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 you're ridiculous. <laughs>
Mm. Well, once again, I'm Father Tay. This is the Practical Rambling Fathers podcast. Hashtag say holy. Catch you later. <laughs> Bye.